That Blues, Royal Blue family, you got Harry, you got Charlie, you got George now, George Hewitt in the midfield. How good are they looking? Burden stood up, Martin might kick the goal, kicks, rolls it through, Blues back in front. Cottrell, long one, Mackay in good marking shape, Motlock ground level, got his second in the quarter. Fisher gets another look at it and misses, no! Chera sweeps a handball forward. Can they finish? Grips from 52. Over the top. And bounces it through. Doherty. He's almost within range. He goes long. Monstrous. He's been the story of the season. The Blues are back, baby. G'day Bluebaggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Jed here alongside Harrison Hyman's Bolt. Welcome to the show this week, oh, sir. How are you? Well, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm not as good as you because you are glowing, my friend. You've just got back from Perth and you are glowing. Oh, I mean, just unbelievable. Just an amazing win and I guess for the fans that, I guess, you know, in Melbourne and the fans that went over is just just reward the complete performance a flawless performance and I know I said this to you after the game and you kind of laughed it off but I am very much insistent that this was the best we have played in a f- good 10 years this is as good as a performance we've had in the decade I find it crazy that you said it, that it's, uh, the- it's not necessarily the best win we've had but if you know, but in terms of just the complete package performance, there's nothing I can fault from the weekend. They were incredible. Nobody would have beaten us on Sunday in the competition right now. We would have beaten anyone the way we played. It was completely and utterly just flawless. Everyone played their part. There were no liabilities on the day. It was just beautiful to watch. They were. I, and I'll ask you: Have you ever seen a Carlton team that like hungry and that like, hard at it? They were manic. The pressure, we had yeah. 18 tackles inside 50. Absolutely crazy. Al just completely out-hunted Fremantle in every aspect of the game. We didn't give him a look in. We were just, we just battled harder. It was crazy. We were elite. I love that it was from the first bounce as well. It was literally from the very first bounce. There was no mucking around. It was straight to business and it was fantastic to watch. I agree. It was, uh, it was a pretty flawless performance. I mean... Really, everyone on the day played their role. Uh, gee, some of the tackles were just even a- some a- of the animalistic. Bumps, you look at the Jack Martin bump in the middle of the ground on there on Andy Brayshaw, as in just amazing. I think Newman laid another bump on Matty Johnson. I think it was. It was just oh, the endeavour was crazy. We were just we were feral at the ball. It was incredible, just amazing. It really is. I think that is the best. You know, you look at round one last year. Amazing win. You look at... You can even look at the Sydney game last year. Amazing win. Well, that's win. the game that comes to mind was that Sydney game. But, you know, that Sydney game wasn't the complete performance. We're six goals up and we were hanging on for the next 45 minutes until yeah. Fisher kicked the goal. The Richmond game was a seesaw. There's been amazing wins. But in terms of just the complete game where we annihilated an opposition physically on the ball... Just, this was it. And a worthy opposition, we should say. Yeah. Because you in, could say the game against West Coast was better, but let, let's put no, things into perspective. No, this was crazy. This was... 
And, you know, I know Fremantle, obviously the talk this week's all going to be about Fremantle and where they're at. And I know, I think they sit 14th on the ladder, but this is the team that finished fifth on the ladder last year. We had to go over to Perth, which is never easy to do. And just to, and it was a, you know, they, they were favourites going in. It was a crunch game for both sides. It was almost a bit of a knockout final. And to just destroy them on their home patch was just crazy. We were incredible. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Uh, let's speak about, before we get into the players, uh, I want to speak about some specific plays before we do the full analysis because I think there's three players who have come into this team and are making a serious difference. And you might yep. you might laugh at who no, I'm about well, to say. I know who you're going to say, the three guys that have played the last three weeks. Cunningham, Fogarty, Martin. Yep. They have come in and are having a genuine impact. And... Let's not, let's not, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're the difference between winning and losing, but no. that it goes a long way. Well, you look at the output they've had in the space of three weeks compared to their direct replacements being Durden, Motlop and Fisher, let's say. Yeah. Well, and it's well, astronomical. Those are the three, yeah. It's a seismic gap, you know, between what we got out of the three that have played the majority of the year in the latest batch. Yeah. It's- Lockie Fogarty's been phenomenal. He's been, mate. It, it, you can probably hear in my voice. I just smile when I hear of his name because uh, he was one which I was just genuinely disappointed, you know, for most of this year that was inevitably going to leave at the end of the year. I was disappointed. I thought, gee, it's a wasted opportunity. There was a player there who played pretty good footy when he got to the club, you know, for one reason or another, just hasn't played and hasn't been very good. And well, it's awesome. It's awesome to see him come in and put together a little body of work. It is we got to, you know, be realistic here as well. He hasn't done it against, you know, the best sides well, in the competition, but, but he's his, done it. Who is, he's done it who he could have done it against. That's yeah, who he's yeah. played against. And that's so, you know, he'll, he'll be put to the and, test in and, the next couple could, of weeks. And you could easily make the same comparison at the other end of the ground. It's now a back line of complete misfits. But this 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 back seven's completely locked well, you, away. Well, right you said now. last year that it was a forward line of misfits. Yeah, well, you used to call us the mid the misfits well, in the forward line, as in, you know. You've got Chincotta, Kemp, and Boyd who have stepped into this back group um, this Boyd's year. Boyd's a player. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of Chincotta, but I know you like Chincotta. I don't. I don't. Have, I, I like Chincotta as well. But for me, it's Boyd. I think you can clearly see now why they made that call to keep him on the list rather get than rid, get rid of a couple of other players. Yeah, Stocker. Yes, you can see. And I'm not sitting here and saying that he's a better player than Stocker, but I think no. there is far more to his game as a defender than Stocker's. And I think Boyd is a serious he's a serious player, Bolt. He's he's almost got all the attributes you want from a player like him, you know. He's got the vision, he's an elite ball user, great tackler. Yeah, well he Just, has a crack. Yeah. Completely has a crack. I think he'll play a lot of footy for us over the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's and it's a Nick Austin and masterclass and it'll in the be, mid-season it'll, it'll draft. It'll be interesting next year when Zach Williams is back in the fold as well. Yeah. You know, because it, Williams naturally probably ousts one of those guys if those guys he remain does, in the team but, for the rest of the year. But I don't think Boyd gets ousted. I think you've been hot on Chincotta playing a bit up the ground. Yeah. That might happen. Mm. But uh, yeah, I wanted to make special mention of a few of these players because... They're not the big names, but they're getting stuff done and they are certainly helping us win games of football at the moment. Uh, let's speak about the 22, though, and analyze each player on the day, starting in the forward line this week, Bolt, because we have to speak about Harry Mackay. 
I'd go as far as saying that was almost a career best performance from H. I thought he was completely flawless. He was he was just simply incredible. He hit the scoreboard, kicked three, was marking the ball around the ground. He got his hands on the footy, like 20 touches. It's the most yeah. he's had in his career, and, equal most. And, and, and let's not bat an eyelid here. He was playing on the Fremantle captain as well for the entire day. So he had pretty good... Op- he basically crucified him. Yeah. You know, they've got a, they've got a good one-two punch in their key backstocks in Pearson, Brennan Cox, who was All-Australian 40 last year. Um, Mackay was sensational. Mackay was... Yeah, he was. He was very, very good. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I thought he was... A couple yeah. of drop punts as well from just, the set shot. Just, you know what? It was just... It was everything you wanted from Harry Mackay in that game. He was beautiful to watch. Uh, speaking of other forwards... Uh, Charlie kicked three as well. And I thought that Charlie's game has almost just gone a little bit underrated this week because of how well some other players played. But Charlie as well kicked three. He also had six marks, 15 disposals, uh, 10 score involvements. Charlie was terrific. Yep, in game 100, just superb. He was absolutely terrific, I thought. Um, You know, he probably could have kicked a couple more, but at the same time... It was, Can't you know, what, you know what it felt like. Yep. Sunday was probably the first match all year. I'm going to say where we won a game thanks to a complete team performance. It wasn't like we were relying on individual greatness to will us over the line. Like if you look at our, I wins, almost feel it's been the wave the last three weeks though. Oh, it has been. But if you look at like our first couple of wins well, yeah, this year, they, they were like individual performances were literally winning yeah. us games. Um, you look back at the GWS game, that was that was pretty much Patrick Cripps and a bit yeah. of Charlie Kerno at the end put us on their back and took us to the win. Um, you know, this was just a team performance, like from start to finish. Yeah. Um, and I think Charlie was, yeah, brilliant, obviously, on the day. Uh, we spoke about those three amigos, Fogarty, Cunningham and Martin, yeah, you're right. Fogarty's been, he's been he's awesome. Been and Jack Martin, look, he probably had a pretty poor first half, I thought. But um, he was exceptional after halftime. Mm. Exceptional. Just got stuck in. He was very good after halftime. Didn't even hit the scoreboard. And I thought he played a really good second half. Yeah, well, speaking of players who didn't hit the scoreboard but played really well, I thought Jack Silvani was exceptional. Oh, he was awesome. He was probably top five for us and didn't kick a goal. Oh, he was awesome again. Very- he also, 19 disposals. Uh, five marks, three tackles. He had two score assists. Uh, sorry, two goal assists. Um, five inside fifties, three rebound fifties. He was playing all around the ground. He was brilliant. Yeah, he was very similar to his game against Hawthorne the week before. Just a superb game. He's responded very well from being omitted from this side. Um, Matty Cottrell, seventeen and a goal. Same goes. Cottrell was very, very good. His third quarter was very good. He yeah. was playing on my wing in that third quarter and he like, with half forward flank or whatever it was. And he was, once again, I, I'm telling you, I, I feel like I've been, I feel like my personality has been hijacked here. I can't say a bad <laughs> word about anyone right now. Oh, he's kicked two. He played well as well. Took his chances with uh, four tackles as well. Uh, four score involvements. He was, I, I thought, you know, Oh, pressure was elite. Yeah, no, it was manic. The whole, it was just, it was an onslaught physically. We completely bullied a mature opposition. Mm. That is what we did. We were manic. We were so hard at it. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it from the, you know, Carlton team in the modern era. It's as good as I've seen in 10 years. I will stand by it and I'll repeat it. It's as good as I've seen in 10 years. The entire game. They were phenomenal. 
And those listening, this guy can recall really any moment from any game over the last 15 years. So, And you've done it a few times on the podcast yeah. as well. So, well, um, yeah, that's a big call, but uh, respect it. Uh, moving into the midfield, the man who the AFL website officially put into the All-Australian conversation this week, Adam Chera, just, you know what? He's just... He's so we've spoken about it for a while. He's clearly our best player this year. He's almost just in cruise control now. It's completely consistent. He does it every week. You feel like his stat lines the same every week. He yeah. always kicks a goal. Yep. He'll always have at least 25. He yep. always has a bunch of tackles. He'll mark the ball a couple of times. Has loads of score involvements, a heap of inside 50s, 11 inside 50s on the weekend. Yeah, that uh, is just taking it's, it's the one hallmark six I've, clearances. The one hallmark I've said about his game, he's so good both sides of the center square. Hang on. I've got yeah. it. I've got, I'm, I know you want to speak about Cherry, but I have to read out these stats. This you is ridiculous. Go on. 27 disposals. Three marks, six tackles, nine score involvements. He kicked a goal himself and also had three direct goal assists. 22 pressure acts, 708 metres gained, six clearances, 11 inside 50s. That is just unbelievable. Incredible. He And I'll tell you how good he was on the weekend. <clears throat> Those purple haze people, they stopped booing him. They, they <laughs> just got bored of it. They started out with the booing, and then it just became too much to keep up with Chera. <laughs> they lost I, their voices. And I tell you what, minutes. I know last year we always went on about the Zach Fisher goal round one against yeah. Richmond, where it was just you know when you're boiling the kettle, that's what you're watching. <laughs> that one, but the Adam Chera goal against the Dockers on the weekend, the time of the game maybe wasn't as hot as it was when Fisher kicked it against Richmond, but God Almighty, in the Perth sun with a beer in my hand and Adam Chera's running in from 50 to put us eight goals up. You had to let the whole bay know what was happening and who kicked it and what the score was. He's a superstar. He's a complete superstar. Is that now your favourite goal of the year? Yes. It's the one I've partied the hardest for. How many times have you watched it? The Chera goal. Yeah, well, there's a there's a standalone clip of it on Twitter or on the AFL website. It was just... Because that was... Because even with Carlton, even when you... The McGovern goal was very good. Yeah, the McGovern goal was that was right great. where I was sitting. You could literally track it in, and that was just, here we go. But then to go 44 up, you thought, mm, they're probably not going to catch us from here. And the fact that it was Chera as well. Happy homecoming, Adam Chera. How about the blue baggers who live in Perth? They've been treated to our best two wins this year. Oh, we've won our last three in Perth by an average of like 75 points. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Um, shout out Damon Mule. Yeah. A couple of if you if you live in no, Perth, there's a huge Perth contingent. Of- no, of course there is. But if you live in Perth and you're listening to this show, reach out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever it may be. Let us know. Next time Bolt's there, we'll be sure to uh, grab a beer. Well, or it doesn't look because- like Freo or West Coast will make the finals. We might not either. But we, so we what, probably won't be on, there. Hang till- on, hang on. <laughs> you need to change your tone. No, no, no. What do you mean we might not? Well- it should be we might, not we might not. We are very unlikely for yeah, finals. No, well, we'll discuss that later in the no, return. No, 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 no. We but, don't. There's no, no return. We're not going to be back in Perth. There's no return. We're not going to be back in Perth till 2024. Yeah. But I tell you what, if this isn't the convincing you need to come to WA next year to watch the Blues go to town in the most isolated city in the world, then I don't know what is. Hmm. The hot winter's sun. Oh, I don't doubt it. It would be epic. <laughs> well, 
You know, you know why it's good winning over in like Perth, in in Perth, because we given we never win in Adelaide, the fans actually care in Perth. Yeah, yeah, they actually care. So it's if you're winning, it's really easy to have fun. So have you just had a little dig at our South Australian based fans? No, because we no, because we never win in Adelaide. <laughs> no, 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 no. We've I'm never joking. won at the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, no, no, no I'm joking. Um, all right, let's go through the midfielders that we haven't touched on yet. Cripps, bull, well, bullish. It was, it was just a bull. Cripps was fucked. He was in. Uh, <laughs> he was incredible. Like, that was a bit of a Brian Taylor calling the Tom Boyd goal moment. You yeah, just couldn't hold it in. He there. was un- He was ridiculous. As in, and I, you know, Paddy Cripps has had a very, very good month. And, you know, it's fucking 10 clearances, 17 contested possessions. I only kicked the ball five times. And it felt like he kicked it about 20 times. He was just... Went at 90% as yeah, well. Oh, yeah. And, and it's probably the better mix of Paddy Cripps' game. And Paddy Cripps has spent a little bit of time forward of the ball as well the last couple of weeks. He's become a bit of an X factor in mm. scoring chains. Um, incredible. What SW18. A, yeah, he was awesome, wasn't he? From well, the get-go. He was, quarter, oh, he was on track for like 80 disposals. His first quarter was a complete joke. Uh, out it of was just an, It was an yeah. explosion. What he, yeah, I think he had like 16, like seven minutes into the second quarter. He was but, everywhere. I reckon he ended quarter time on 13. He yeah, did. Yeah. He had 13 first quarter disposals. Um, yeah, it was a complete explosion no. from from Mr. Walsh. He just rocked up and he just went bang. And uh, incredible. I, I'd probably say that that was close to his best performance of the year. Um, there was an effort from him, which was just oh, it's awesome. Been highlighted it's on been the highlighted yes. on the socials. I like he- that new. Um- what they've implemented on Carlton Twitter. Yeah, Get the spotlight. Awesome, the media team at run. the Blues. We love it. Um, they're elite at what they do. And that I've actually got one was... shtick with the media team. Yeah. I've got one shtick. <laughs> it's back to Charlie Kerno. This really... Little things piss me off. And this really... I was sitting at work on so they've Friday. They've got under your skin here. Well, they, they did. I was sitting at work on Friday... Like last Friday. Yep. And obviously in the lead up to Charlie Kerno's 100th game... And what a journey he's been on. You know, he's had a wretched run with injuries. Yep. Hasn't missed a game since his return from his two-year layoff. Probably could have hit 150 if he wasn't yep. so injury prone. And he's an All-Australian. He's a Coleman, Coleman medalist. medalist. Yep. He might do the double again. What a player. What a journey. So, you would have thought the article on the Carlton website is just going to praise Charlie Kerno for the player he is and what he's been on. But no. <laughs> the article read, Charlie... And Ed become the first Blues brothers to 100 game each. It wasn't about Charlie's brother this weekend. Did that need to be raised? It's actually true. But that was the... That was the... Who cares about Charlie's brother in the lead up to a game he didn't even play? That was the whole theme of the whole week was it was about both of them. But it, no, you're, you're no, right, it no. Prob- you're it's right, not it about Charlie's brother. Been. It's about Charlie. You're right. It probably shouldn't have been. That's I didn't even the, think of that. That's my flaw from the weekend. Had to get some negativity in there, didn't we? <laughs> Wouldn't have been a normal show if you didn't. Uh, let's speak about... Well, this guy I thought was probably our best player before he got injured. Matt Kennedy. Yes. Oh. He was flying. He was... Oh. You know. You can speak. It, the, people, well, he had are, a, people are sick of me speaking about him. Well, he had a very poor game against Hawthorne. Um he was really, really poor, but boy, did he respond. He was incredible. It was a complete midfielder's game in the first two and a half quarters, and it's a shame he went down, and it's going to be really, real touch and go to see him for the rest of 2023, but lucky it wasn't, you know, more serious than it is. It looked like he snapped his leg in real time. 
Well, yeah, so but, um, he's now out for at least six weeks. Um, yeah, so we probably which, won't see him again. Well, it's a massive out. It's just because, you know, we speak about him very regularly on this show because he's one of my yeah. favourites. But I just think that, you know, the way that he played on the weekend, that's his best footy and that's we, we need that. Like, that's going to win us games in the next month against crunch teams. So I, I think it's a mon- it's a monster out. It's actually a monster out, um, and I think it could. I think people are just sort of saying, "Well, you know, Hewitt will come in. It's a like for like." I, I don't know how much of a like for like it is. He'll play the same role, yeah. But Hewitt's not as good of an overhead mark. No, well, no. Hewitt's not as good of a ball user. They've as got Kennedy. Di- they've got different traits, but it's not the worst. It's not the end of the world. They couldn't play Charlie's brother instead of George at the expense of Kennedy. Well, could I they? don't want to be the one to say it, but let's, they couldn't. Could let's they? not count our chickens before they hatch because I reckon that is a very good chance. Oh happening. boy, that'll oh, be. Boy. They wouldn't want to do that. Yes, that that'll create a lot of uh, <laughs> hysteria bit of hysteria I'd well say. we'll talk about that later but kennedy was very very good he was he was absolutely sublime and then uh, um another happy homecoming on the weekend was our blake acres yes back at Fremantle for the first time and i thought he was pretty solid uh that's a bit stiff i reckon i thought he was very good yeah no he, he was good i think he well, there was a clear improvement in his ball use yeah well i thought he, he was very very good against hawthorne the week before but there was still those little butchery, you know, butchered the ball a few times. I thought on the weekend, I, I mean, maybe it's because I wasn't at the game, so I didn't see, but I can't really recall him making too many turnovers. Maybe a couple. No, he was good. I thought he was very good. He was good. It was great for him to be back in um, Perth, waving mm. off his former fans. <laughs> they they didn't even bother going. They didn't even boo Acres. Yeah, they got short term memory loss. Well, no, there. they were all focused on number five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that all the mids? Well, that's the midfield group. And we t- we, we've touched on Cottrell and Cunningham. And then Move obviously... to the back line. The, well, no, you do this every week. The oh, makeshift Ruckman. Well, no, we, well, the, the, I saw his name and I thought, let's move to the back line. He's, he's a defender. I know he was the Ruck on the day. Well, but... he didn't play in a moment in the back line. Yeah, okay. Lewis Young. He was... Um, well, look, I'll put it to you this way. This was as daunting as a ruck. This was I actually was pretty confident we'd win the game, but I thought the downfall could be in the ruck. It was a very daunting proposition. Sean Darcy is a genuine superstar. And so is Luke Jackson. He just played like shit. But um Darcy's a superstar. And Darcy was I, I don't know if Darcy could have played better. I don't know if Darcy could have played well, a better game. Did he end game. up breaking the record for most hit-outs? Not sure. He had 58. He I reckon was, that's pretty close. They were was, saying he was on track at three-quarter time. He was very, very good. But you know what? Like, we, we, As in, you know, he probably neutralized the clearance game young, which was fine. Is it a sustainable option? I guess that's to be found out. But for what we have available, what we had available on the weekends, he did a fine job. It wasn't, you know, noticeable. So... He can hold his head up high. Well done, Lewis. Well, you you know that I've been speaking about this a lot midweek, about the ruck situation. I guess we may as well speak about it on the show. I think... I... I, I they won't do it. Yeah. They'll, they'll play DeConning this week. But I think DeConning and Pittanet are redundant. Nah. Well, you can't have Lewis Young as your mainstay ruck for 23 weeks of the year. 
not 23 weeks of the year, but I'm saying for the for this for the time being for this week. Let's see how it happen, how it works this week against against Port. I, I'm for, still- th- for this week, I look at how we played on the weekend, and I know you're red hot on Pitonet and the you know the tap work he does and the hit outs to advantage and all that. But if you look at the weekend, yep. In terms of a pure hit out ruck battle, we couldn't have got beaten anymore. But then I, we couldn't have won the midfield battle anymore. I agree. The weekend the- was very very good to support your argument, and I don't have an issue with that. But I just think. Sus- if we're building a sustainable team, Lewis Young cannot be the ruck for the entire year. Can I ask? Yeah. Do you think that Pedernet and DeConning are relevant at all? I don't think Tom. I don't, I don't think Tom DeConning is. I don't mind Lewis Young rucking instead of Tom DeConning. I don't see much of a difference. But I think if so Pitt- you're, you're on the Pitternet, you're on board with the Pitternet, not DeConning. Well, I always have been, haven't no, no, I? No, no, no. I know that, but I'm saying you're you're saying that you. I don't- think if Pitternet's available, he plays. But you're so you'd be frustrated if Pitternet didn't play if he was available, but you wouldn't be frustrated if DeConning didn't. I'd find it weird. I would find it weird if DeConning was available and didn't play. Yeah. See, I just I look at the weekend and go, well, we couldn't have lost the ruck battle anymore, and it couldn't have mattered less. No, I'm not disagreeing. I just don't think it's a sustainable thing for a team to have Lewis Young rucking. But around the ground, he did so much more than... Did he? Yeah, I reckon he did. Did he? I reckon he did. Took a couple nice marks, hit packs. I didn't... You know, the other thing as well, I think Pitten and DeConning, they make us a much slower team. We're, Lewis we're not, Young's got such a dash of pace. No, he doesn't. But Lewis Young's got footy smarts. I I don't know. If, I don't know how good of a player Lewis Young is. I'm not saying he's a superstar or anything. I, but he's got footy smarts. When he gets the ball, he's quick. He's quick in getting rid of it. And I actually think he's quite a good distributor of the ball. He's a good ball user. Can't say the same for Pitonet, and no, I can't I say the same that. for DeConning. Yeah. So for me, playing Lewis Young. Over them too, and it yep. doesn't even have to be Lewis Young. Just it just has to be someone who can be there in the ruck so contest. So on this premise, would you be okay for Mitch McGovern to be the full time ruck? Well, no, because he's well, he's important for us down back. Lewis Young's not playing down back anyway. Well, so like if Brody Kemp was going to be the ruck and Lewis Young went down back, wouldn't have an issue with that. You wouldn't have an issue with that. Well, I don't know how tall Brody Kemp is, but if he was tall enough to do well, it, does it, well, it doesn't really matter because Silvani's not that tall. It's just all about your arguments, just about neutralizing. Not even neutralizing because we lost the contest on the well, weekend yeah. in terms of the so, ruck. Uh, well, my, for me, my argument is the way I look at it around the grounds and the way that we want to play. Pitonet and DeConning don't fit that. They don't fit it at all. They're not quick. They slow us up. You look at when Pitonet takes a mark around the ground. He yep. takes his 10 seconds. Oh, He's got to look around. I agree. Probably He's- ends up turning it over if he's kicking it. Like, I, I just think with when Lewis Young gets the ball, he's quick with ball in hand. He's a good distributor and he's a good decision maker. He's got footy IQ. The others don't. So, if Mitch McGovern's ruled out this weekend. Yep. And Tom DeConning's available. Well, if Mitch McGovern's ruled out, then we need a defender. Yes. So, would you rather... Would you rather Young stay in the ruck and yes. Marchbank come yes. in? Yes, yes. You'd rather that yep. than move Young down back and play DeConning in the ruck? This week? G- given we're this coming week, up... G- come, given we're coming up against a triple threat of Dixon, Finlayson and Marshall. This week against Sam Hayes yep. in the ruck, who could be a very good player, 
But admittedly, we don't know that yet because he's yep. hasn't played much. This could be his breakout game like it was Laddams against yep. us a couple years ago. Yep. But hindsight's a wonderful thing. Going into the game, yes, I would prefer to play Marchbank oh. than, than De Conning. Absolutely. Oh, no. Because then you're going to have two of Marchbank and Kemp on probably Marshall and Finlayson. Well, what's the difference in Lewis Young? Lewis Young isn't playing well, there for a reason. I he hasn't been in good form. I wouldn't want Caleb Marchbank playing on Todd Marshall <clears> this week. No, he'll be the one to play on Finlayson. Oh, even worse. Kemp will go to Marshall. Oh, even worse. But what's the difference if it's Lewis Young? So then so then play Lewis Young down back I think- and send, send Marchbank. I, I don't know. Who, I don't know who the Ruckman will be this week. I guess the point I'm trying to make is I would probably prefer if it isn't one of those Rucks who have been I'm very all for Tom DeConning not playing. You don't, have, not, you don't have to convince me, but I just think we can't... I don't know if we can get lost in the glamour of Sunday when we take the longer-term no, no, no. approach. It's not the glamour of Sunday. What happened the week before? Well, we played two giraffes. Yeah, we've sort of got two weeks now to go off and they both looked better than anything we've I've seen. I've always thought we're a better team around the middle when Pitonet's rocking. Yeah, but I think you're in the very small minority with that. And maybe I am, but I was in the very small minority that didn't like Tom DeConnie. Yeah, but it's a bit different. Why? Because not liking a player is different to liking a player. No, no, no. I'm, I don't think Mark Pitonet's a very good footballer. Don't get me wrong. I just think he's the best at, that we have that can fill that need. I think... So, your your opinion on Pitonet is that his tap work in the ruck and his yep. his work around the stoppage... Is Supersedes imp- Lewis Young around the ground. I, I, I think that we have got an entire season's worth of a case study to show well, that... Pitonet's missed a bit of footy. Whatever, whichever games Pitonet has played, yeah. his impact in the middle hasn't won us games of football. Oh, I don't care how good he's been. I agree with you. I think he's been pretty good in what he does around the ruck stoppages. Yeah. But it hasn't won us games of footy. No, well, we haven't won many games of footy. Yeah, but the point I'm trying to make is well, there's, I, I there's nothing to back up your, I guess, views on Pitonet, but there's a bit to back up the other side of the argument. Like I know we, I think there's a couple there's of people on Twitter be, who I agree with about Pitonet. There's going to be a game where Lewis Young gets completely and utterly obliterated. But, but that happened on the weekend. Yeah, he got. I don't know. But he we, got destroyed. But, but we played very well. I, I'm not saying it's the be all and end all. I, I I don't think it's the decisive thing. I'm just saying personally. But, I would. So, so you sorry, Sindra. You said there, but we played very well. I think that's the point I'm trying to make. I don't think the ruck is going to make any difference for us. I think it's clear but, but, right now that it isn't. I would rather take the lottery of having my players with a much higher percentage chance of getting first hands on the pill than the chance of it not. But if you look at the stats on the weekend, right, and you look at the differences in clearances and hit outs... No, and I know we did well there. I know we did really well so in the that, clearance game. It, it was 70 hit outs to 18, yet we no, won the clearance no, battle. No, no, and I'm not disputing that. We play the midfield group has shown up, but I'm, I'd rather take the chance and make that an even higher number and actually almost guarantee yourself first hands on the ball. 
I, I get what you're saying. I, I don't necessarily disagree. It's a very interesting conversation. Well, it's one. It's a wait and see. It's a complete wait and see, but it's something that you know. There's been a couple clubs who have not given up on the ruck, but who have not played pure ruckman in the ruck. Like who? Off the top of my head, I can't think. Like but who? Who doesn't like play over... with a ruck? No, not that they By choice. Not that I don't play with a ruck, but that they play with... Oh, gone completely blank, but I was thinking of it during the week. But if you think about like when Richmond won their flag, Sean Grigg is a third... What was he doing? The third man up. Obviously, yeah, that rule has been... Kervis in the team. No, no, of course. But what I'm trying to say is... He was is their equivalent think, of Silvani. I think there's ways of working around having... Oh, I agree. The, I agree. Is the back? I, I definitely agree that in that argument, not playing the two genuine ruckmen in the same team. I'm with you on that. Oh, hang on, no, no not two. I think but those days Grig, are done. You well, can't Grig play was. two of them. Grig was the second ruck behind Nan Curvis. Mm. Everyone's got a ruckman. Surely there's an example. Ooh. Yeah, it's fair enough. Can't think of one. Of course, you've got to play a ruck. You've got to play a ruck, but I'm saying. Do you have to play a pure ruck as a ruck, or can you play someone tall? That's the point I'm trying to make. Well, this is... Well, yeah, well, that's what we're going to have to, I guess, assess in the next seven weeks. Um, we got off track. Let's quickly blitz through the rest. The back, the back line was fantastic. We've spoken about Boyd and Chincotta. Um, I thought Weedering was sensational. He was. He, incredible. He, he's putting in a really, really crazy period of football right now, isn't he? Yeah, his last six, seven weeks have been phenomenal. A-plus-plus performances from Weedering. Hasn't missed a beat um, since the Collingwood game. He's been incredible. He has been phenomenal. I thought it was a bit of a weird matchup choice. We sent Weedering to Jackson. Yeah. I thought Weedering would get Amos, and he didn't. And what happened to the man who did get Amos? McGovern. Was it McGovern on Amos? Was it? I thought it was McGovern. Was it? That's what I thought. Oh, I, fair enough. Yeah, no, it was McGovern. Okay, well, played very well. Who? I didn't think he was on Amos, but he had a very good game, McGovern. No, McGovern was great. He was sensational. Yeah, yeah no, McGovern was very good. Um, I thought defensively started the game awfully, but his second half was very no, no, strong. No, no, McGovern Kemp. was great. No, no, I'm saying Kemp. Yeah, well, Kemp was on um the big kahuna. His first half was <laughs> slow, but his second half was really good defensively, I thought. Yeah, he was okay. Um, he might have gone on to Amos when McGovern went off. Yeah, I, I thought... I, I don't know why. It's tough to see watching on a yeah. TV the exact matchups because by the time the camera yeah, angle yeah. switches to that side of the ground, everyone's on everyone. Yeah. But it looked to me it, the, like it was Kemp. I'm pretty certain when McGovern was on the no, field. Yeah, I'll back you in being the one at the game. So that's uh, good to know. But uh, yeah, I think that's the team analysed, Bolt. Is that everyone? We've gone through... Um, and then obviously the sub, Hewitt, came on, didn't do a heap. When he came onto oh, the field, on for what a quarter? Yeah, thereabouts. Um, and oh, Sam Doherty. Oh, how do we forget about the doc? Yeah, we forgot another one as well. Well, Doherty was good. You know, I've liked oh, the shift. Of course, of- we forgot about your man. Yeah, well, I've liked the shift of um, Doherty not playing at centre bounces. He's moved more to a wing, which has allowed Walsh and Chera to flourish a bit more. Um, but Doherty was good again, wasn't he? 
He was. He was. And I think it's fair enough the two people we forgot about were the two people who played very well, but also didn't have to do a whole heap in Doherty actually, We've actually missed Saad. two. No, it was Saad and Newman. Oh, my God. So hang on. We've missed half the back line. Yeah, it was Saad and Newman. I well, thought Newman was exceptional. Newman was unbelievable. Newman was crazy. Newman's having yeah, a heck of a season. Yeah, great How many player. games did he miss? Two. Had he not missed those games, I'm being serious yeah, here when be, I say he'd this. Be in the, he'd be in the reckoning for the John Nichols medal. I think he'll come second, possibly third, possibly not even. But I, I've, for me, he's clear in the top three. But if he hadn't missed those two games... Mm. Yeah, he's been tremendous. He yeah, can't fault him. Newman was incredible on and, Sunday. And really, he should be in the, he should be in the All-Australian 40. He should be. He won't be. Yeah, he, he won't be, be, but yeah. He should be. And then Sardi, well, God, Sardi was good. It actually felt like at the game he had 30-plus possessions. He only had 18, but he was so important, Sardi. He was very, very good again. 12 contested possessions from Sardi. Not sure where that sits among PBs, but he dug in. And the whole group dug in. They were just exceptional. But Sardi was very good, I thought. Yeah, no, I have to agree. Sardi was fantastic. Um, that is the players analysed. Bolt, this week, BNF votes... Do we do a five or a three? Let's well, do a five yeah, this no, week. You like the five when we win. I do like the five when we win. Well, it's um, very tough to narrow it down to five here. Um, God, you'd have to go... I think I'm going to go five Walsh. Yep. Four Mackay. Three Crips. And this is where there's a lot of people that could get... I think I'm going to go Newman. Well, Chera got the 10 coaches votes. But well, I'm I was going to say, I'm you've missed go, two, I'm giving I'm, five I'm going two. to go Newman two, Chera one. But this could have really swung anywhere. Now, for me, and we saw the game differently. You were at the game. I was watching it on a box. Uh, I thought, from what I saw, Chera was just clearly no, the best Chera was un- He was unbelievable. So, Chera, for me, gets five. H gets four. H was... I seriously can't remember... A better Harry Mackay performance. He kicked nine once, didn't he? Who did he kick nine against? No. No, I reckon he did in the year he won the Coleman. No. Didn't he? No. Why do I think he kicked well, nine? Well, Kuno kicked nine earlier in this year. Who? Well, well, the question is, is that a career best performance from H? Well, there was a game against the Bulldogs, I think, in 2019, round five, 2019. He was very, very good. I've got it here. I've got it here. The most goals that H has kicked in a match... I'll say six. Well, we've already hit seven against Fremantle. Oh, yes. In 2021. Yes, he was very good. That was, what, round three? Round three. He kicked six the same year against Brisbane. Let's see, what round do you think that one was That was round six. That's bizarre that you can remember all this. And then he kicked five later in the year against the Saints. Those are his three biggest goals. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to say that this was a career best performance for yeah, Hedge. Uh, he, he was good. So, yeah, Chera 5. And as I say that, he doesn't even get the 5. But Chera 5, H4. Uh, let's go Newman 3. I thought Newman was just he was insane. Good. Newman 3. Um, Crips 2. Oh, I can't give Walsh 1. That's going to have to be Walsh 3, Newman 2, Crips 1. Giving Crips one is stiff as well. You can't fit them all in. Ah, oh, they were all very good. But they were fantastic. Sardi very stiff as well. Wiedering stiff is in, you know. There's a the whole lot team of- was stiff. Let's speak about the VFL bolt. Very quick VFL review. Uh, and a good 
performance from our guys on the weekend. Uh, a 52-point win against Coburg. And uh, Jackson Bins, well, he's having it's some of the best numbers in the VFL. He'd actually probably have to be up there for the VFL. Is it the JJ Liston in the VFL? Yeah. He'd have to be up there. Uh, he had 32, a goal, eight marks, three tackles, seven inside 50s, four rebound 50s. He was outstanding. Uh, Josh Honey kicked two and had 16. He also had seven tackles. Jack Carroll. I'd really like to see more of Jack Carroll. I want to see him have a fair crack at the back end of this season. No. Why not? Because we're playing to win. That, that's why I want to see him, because I think he can help us win. In which position? Well, it depends. Right now... He's not going to get a game because no one's going yeah. out off this performance. Until it's over, we ain't trialing and testing. No, no, no. But he's not a trial and test. He's played I football he, for us he's before. Like seven games. Um, Holland's first VFL yeah. game of his career. How'd he go? Had twenty-four goals. Uh, twenty-four, 24 <laughs> goals. <laughs> twenty-four disposals. Um, and was very good. Five marks, four tackles, two insides, and two rebound fifties. Hudson O'Keefe bolt. Hudo. 16 disposals and a goal. Who'd we play? That's the most... That's almost all of his disposals this year combined. <laughs> that oh, is... Bit of a backhander. No, no, no. He was... He's, he has... No, because he's a ruckman in his first year. He's very raw. True. Jed hates he's, ruckman. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> very big fan of ruckman. Yeah. No. You know well, that. Well, well done, Hutto. Um, no, he's a very raw player, yeah, and he's and he's not a disposal getter. He gets hit out. 19 hit out, 16 disposals and a goal. thought that was a very, very good performance from him. Lemmy had 17 as well and a goal. Who did we play? Coburg. Okay. Um, Marchbank, 22. Motlop had 25 and a goal. Ooh, so his numbers have been up. It's about, what, 50 disposals O'Brien had a 22 and a goal. Plowman had 18. Who? Plowman. Durden had 15. That is Sam, not Corey. Corey's back this week. Yes. That's fantastic to hear. And a name. Firstly, Dom had seven as well. But a name that I was pretty, like, pretty cool to see. Darcy Hogg. Yes. The son of premiership player, Matty Hogg. Yes. He played his first game for the Northern Blues. uh, For the Carlton Reserves, I should say. (laughs) And he had 15 touches. So, good to see him out there. That's the VFL wrap. Uh, and as we take a look at the VFL table, we're into the wild card zone. We're sitting eighth on the table. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, the no, what? Yeah, they no, do, no. They yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. What, how, how do you yeah. explain it? What's no, the wild it's card? week of finals, which we call the wild card spots. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. They won't do it in the AFL, but it's no. cool in the VFL. Yep. So we're into the wild card spots. Um, yeah, that is all for that. Uh, Twitter questions, Bolt? Yes. The return of the twit, Tar questions <laughs> Twitter questions um, and just before we get to the Twitter questions there was a report midweek from Sam Edmund on a couple of our players and uh, mainly saying that there was a big comment from him which he sort of said in passing but it was like yep and Carlton still haven't tabled an offer for Jack Silvani now we're both of the same opinion here if we just let him walk or if we somewhat pushed him out or didn't offer him a contract yep. for next year, it would be I'd be com- f- it would be a complete travesty. I'd actually be very upset. So you you wouldn't get angry, you'd be more upset? Yeah, I would be upset. 
I'd, I'd, be, I'd be pretty angry yeah, I'd, and I'd upset. Be pissed, I'd be pissed off. But yeah. Um, yeah. So that's... You'd really think that they get moving there. Um, and, he, and just going back to that ruck conversation, Jack Silvani is a much better player without those two schmoes playing. Why does it make a difference? Well, he plays better without them. He does. Well, he's had good games as the secondary ruck before. I still don't like him rucking, but he's been good. Um, Twitter questions. Uh, <laughs> first one's come in from JL. He says, long-time listener, first-time caller. Does Bolt still want Voss sacked even if the baggers scrape into finals? It's a great question to ask. Um, I am firmly... Firmly of the opinion, Michael Voss is not a very good coach. And I'm happy to die by the sword. I don't think he's a very good coach. Have we been playing well? Yeah, we have. And I'll give him some credit. I'll give Michael some credit because I haven't all year. But I saw, you know, and whether this is a change which has been made from upstairs or not, I'm not sure because I don't sit in team meetings. But the disparity between the first 14 games and the last three... The first 13... Sorry, the first 13... No, sorry. Between rounds 8 and 13, where we lost six in a row, right? Mm. We were ranked... These were the two stats I wanted to take out of this. We were ranked 17th in the comp for corridor use. We're now ranked 6th in the comp in the last three rounds. And this is the big one I want to take out of it. In those six losses in a row, we were ranked 5th in the comp for percentage of our kicks being classified as long kicks. Okay. So, we're kicking the ball long, mm. the fifth most out of anyone in the comp. I love this from you. We're now, a bit of homework. We're now ranked, the last three weeks, we're now ranked 15th for long kicks. So, there's been a clear coaching yes. change. It's a shorter, smarter, and guess what? Route 1 footy, which oh, we're only asking for for about four months now. So, that, that's a big change. Goals per inside 50. Those six losses in a row, we were ranked 18th. Goals per inside 50 were ranked first. The wow. pressure factor. Those six losses in a row, we were ranked 16th. Guess what? We're now ranked second in the last three weeks. I love this from you. Bit of homework. Yes. And we, we've only... The last three weeks, we've only had the eighth most inside 50s in the comp, but we're the most efficient team going inside 50 now. And I wonder why. Because it's a bit more precise. We're holding on to the ball. We're not playing jack in the pack for two hours. And we're utilizing our resources up there. So, well done, Michael. But, um, and look, I'm still of the opinion. So, there's a clear coaching improvement is what you're saying. There is. And if Carlton made... I've, I've always said that if Carlton regressed from last year, then I can't handle that. Yeah. I can't handle that. And if we finish 10th, I'm still of the opinion Michael Voss should not be there next year. And we shouldn't be deluded by a late flurry or spike in results. Yeah. But if we do finish eighth, as the question posed to us suggested, then I'm happy for him to stay because that is progression. But will it change my opinion if I think he is the man for the job? I'm still not convinced. Well, you've answered the question perfectly. Yeah. And I love that analysis from you. Uh, And yeah, I don't disagree with anything that you've said there. And it's hard to when you've backed it up so well. Um, it wasn't a question without notice. I see him a lot. <laughs> Tim W says, I just love that our role players are so effective at the moment. That's where most of the incremental improvement has come from for mine. 
And uh, I think we both agree, given that they were the ones who we opened this show with. Your, your Fergadies, yeah. Martins, uh, Cunninghams, Boyd, Chincotta, the role players, those little nuggety players, and they've been fantastic. Cotters? Yes. Yep. We said Chincotta. No, Cottrell. Oh, Cottrell. True. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sure. We got two players with Cotter in the, with Cot in their <laughs> in their name. Um, Basball enthusiast says, <laughs> oh, "Hold on, I'm an English cricket fan." At Blues Brother ninety five, I'll say, uh, has said, "Has the ruck situation actually worked in our favour over the last two weeks? Basically, having an extra mid at the stoppage and playing Sauce Sauce back into contributing form." Yeah, well, Silvani has been played into contributing form. I wouldn't say Lewis Young can be deemed an extra midfielder at a No, I, d- I don't agree with that, but I... Well, we've touched on the ruck situation yeah, I think we... pretty heavily. Yes. Uh, Brett Cox says, a true four-quarter performance. Starting to see the potential here. Finding the correct, correct mix of stoppage dominance, fast play, and intense pressure. Playing to our strengths and not stuck in a rigid and unsuitable game style. I applaud both the change in mindset and the strategic shift. Yep, I will applaud that as well. And I think those stats that yep. I've whipped out um, a testament to that. It's a much more refreshing game style. Anthony has asked a very big question. Now, you, you're, you're getting excited. I'm not as excited. Go on. Anthony says, does LFC make its return? Well, it's a great question you ask, Anthony whips his phone out within seconds because Anthony so we pausing Twitter questions and and yes oh, we're not it's not back is it Anthony we said on last week's episode that if we go over to Perth and beat Fremantle we'll have the discussion now obviously because I'm the only full-time employee at LFC PCY LTD <laughs> um we had we had to call an emergency board meeting it was crisis what to do with didn't LFC? Didn't we say it would come back if we beat Port? No, we said we'll have the discussion if we okay. beat Fremantle. And I've had the discussion. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Board. We're not getting ahead of ourselves. It's just number crunching. It's not even a matter of... We're a game out of the eight with seven to go. And Anthony, an audience, I'd like to officially welcome back LFC to um, your lives. We know how stressful it can be and we know how quickly it can diminish. But the situation is very clear from here on. Five and two in the last seven. Five and two. Twelve and a half will be the number. Now, we've got four games, which are quite winnable. Yeah. I would suggest being West Coast. Yep. Pretty winnable, well, if you ask me. Well, let's not count the bye. Well, West Coast. Oh, <laughs> see, that's not the attitude you can have at LFC. Yeah, but let's be honest. It's West, West Coast. Coast at Marvel. Yeah. The Giants at Marvel. Yeah. That's the last game of the year. That could be a balls breaker for LFC. Gold Coast away. Balls breaker. Yeah. Oh, Gold Coast away. That feels dangerous six weeks out from the, the game. Suns away is always dangerous. And St. Kilda at Marvel. They're the four we probably want to bank on winning. And then we have to pinch one of the big dogs. So Melbourne, we're now, are we now saying St. Kilda at Marvel is like a week. Well, it's a critical game. No, it's obviously critical, but is that a game that we are now classifying as very winnable? Yeah. Okay. So, lots changed in a couple of weeks because we wouldn't have given ourselves much of a chance in that. A well, of weeks I ago. think we. I don't think it was ever a write-off, but it's a game that we now, if we want to play finals, we have to win that game. Mm. Yeah. Um, we have to go five and two though. From here on, um, any further questions on Carlton's LFC, LFC relevance? 
Uh, no, I think that is all. LFC seems I'm to I'm happy be to make a big statement here. If Carlton win this weekend... Against Port. Against Port Adelaide. Yeah. I think we will make the finals. It's a monster call. Uh, <laughs> so what are you referring to as... What are you, you? You've given Port a nickname this week. Yes. Well, I've done a lot of homework for this episode. I'm just so buoyant about Sunday. They're going to smash it in my face on Saturday, but I tell you what, there's, of course a, few, they are. there's a few things in life, and you can spot the th- you can spot the theme here. Catastrophic climate change, a nuclear war, an ecological catastrophe. What is coming out of your mouth right now? A global financial crisis, a major asteroid impact, a supervolcano. Synthetic biology. What do all these things have in common with Port Adelaide? All these things are due. They're due to happen. And I'm telling you now. What? 13 in a row. Now you're going to leave people depressed that we're all... It's going to be some sort of apocalypse and we're all going to die. What is What is that from you? What is well, that? I, well, Come on, mate. That I, is. I googled what are things in the world that are due to happen. <laughs> And that's the first article oh I got. Oh, my God. Now, oh my 13 God. in a row. Are you going to become a doomsday prepper? Like, are you, are you getting the bunker out and... Yeah. Cans of tin to, uh, tins of tomato. Um, 13 Sorry, in a on. row. Their last two games have been in the torrential rain. Heavy legs. They hit the fast track, which, to be fair, they've been very good at in recent time. Mm. If ever. Willie Rioli's actually out this week as well, which helps. Um but, He's a gun. It definitely helps. Yeah, no, that helps. Um, if ever there was a time to play the power, who are, no denying, a significantly better side than us. Arguably the best side in the competition. Yes, no doubt about it. It looks like it's a two-horse race at the moment, but they're going to have to lose eventually. If Port Adelaide don't lose another game this year... They're not going to go on a 23-game winning streak and win the flag. No. They would. They, they, they probably want to drop a game somewhere. Well, no one wants to drop no a game. No one wants to. <laughs> but sometimes it can give you that reality check and that kick up the ass you need before the finals. Now, I'm not suggesting that will happen this week. All I'm saying is, like a 38-week pregnant woman is... Oh, my God. They are completely due... Water is breaking at Port Adelaide. It is two weeks in a row. You've declared that water is breaking. Two weeks in a row in the wet. They come to the fast deck. The Blues are going to be up and about. I think the Carlton fans will get around them again. It could hit 40,000 this week at Marvel. You'd think at least, in fact. Yeah, hopefully. Um, It's not a great time slot. 4.35 at the the, the Cape Tin. But... um, (laughs) The cake tin. But I tell you what, if ever there was a time to get the power, it's now. Okay. And I, I'm not tipping us. I actually don't think we'll win the game. But God, if they do. So you've done the whole hype up and then gone, what? Well, I don't think we'll win it. Well, they're, they're due. They're, they're due. No, I don't think We've there's got any them disagreeing. At a good time. They're due. They were very lucky against the Essendon fighter jets. <laughs> the Essendon fighter jets. Oh, the jets. Bombers is offensive now. Um, you know, they weren't great against the Gold Coast for a half. Why is the... Am I missing something? Well, no, that's just what's been in the media. Essendon might change their logo. 
because the bombers might be a bit offensive or the plane or whatever it is. I don't know what happens in Shitsville. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But LFC is back. I'm happy to take all messages, inquiries to my Twitter at Harrison Hyman's. Um, we'll, we're all in this together and we'll fight through this next seven weeks as one unit like we did last year. All right, let's move on. Uh, Damien says, who needs a Ruckman? Yep. SC Gav says, both Govan Cunners don't have massive stats, but both of them with five score involvements each and see, and they seem to always position themselves correctly at the drop of the ball around packs and both aren't afraid to take the inside kick through the corridor, the simple things. Uh, Steve, and yeah, and I think we agree with that. Obviously, we opened the show with it. Steve says, where was this brand of football in rounds three through, through till 13? I've got no fucking idea, but I'd love to know. Um, Ligon Street End, I like that name, says, how about we try Harry in the ruck and help down back for two to three quarters like Gorn does? Especially if we're playing a team we're probably going to lose to. Put that cue on your pod. Um, yeah, I don't love the idea. Don't <laughs> love Harry in the ruck. It's on the pod now. I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> Harry in the ruck is... I mean, it could work. Maybe it could be the master stroke. And now, and we look at our opposition this week, Trent McKenzie's going to miss the game. He's been ruled out. Jeez, a lot of LFC in the Twitter questions here. Tommy oh, says LFC uh, talk my to me. DMs. Uh, James says our game style will be tested against Port. Yeah, it will be. Brady Park says winning our first must-win game over the last few seasons hopefully breaks some of the mental demons this team has. Bring on Ladder FC. Hey. Uh, Peter Carrick says, is it because of the absolute dross we served up in the middle of the year or are we playing some of the best footy in the last three weeks? Yeah, well, the first couple of weeks were a bit snoozy, but... We played well when we needed to, but the weekend, I thought, was just complete. Navy Bluebaggers says LFC with a bunch of question marks. Yeah, see, see, everyone wants the return. Shane Davis says, today has shown that Ruckman are overrated. TDK wants the big bucks. Let him go. Don't waste money on Ruckman. We should trademark. Do you think Liverpool Football Club would let us trademark the term LFC? (laughs) They could. We could be a bigger entity. Josh Waldron said Ladder FC. Um, Here they come. See, JC we're a big member base. John Connell says, was this all just a devious ploy to ensure Ladder FC was relevant again? Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> oh, obviously, the club knows about it. Um, everyone knows about LFC in the wider Sims community. Trading says our bottom six are performing well. They are. If we beat Port, are we finals bound? Um. Yes, well, that's where we're going to leave Twitter questions this week and abbreviated Twitter questions as we're running out of time. But I guess LFC's back. Which means we look to round 18's fixtures. However, however. Go on. However. Yes. You feel a loss to Port will just No, because we can afford, to, we can afford to go five and two. So we need to win five of our last six if we lose five to of Port. The lo- yes. That's not happening, mate. When we've got Collingwood and Melbourne and Gold Coast oh, over there and St. Just, Kilda. Just. It's not over till it's over. That's the mantra we have at LFC. That's okay. the rebrand. It's not okay. over till it's so over. So we play the pregnant. See, see, we're in reverse LFC to last year. Last year, we were 12 and 6. Oh, hell. You're telling me. People are telling me why are we looking back at 8th. We should be looking up top for 4th. No. It's a different mantra this year. <laughs> we're coming from behind rather than holding. It's a bit of a win and you're in see, type of mantra. last year, we were watching the slow death. At LFC. Mm. This year, we could be watching the slow rise. 
We really hope we are. We hope so. Um, um, all right, I'm going to say the game. You let's go, and then you're going to tell me who needs to win for LFC. Let's do it, Sydney Dogs. I am going to say we want Sydney to win. Yeah. I don't think Sydney will be a factor come end of the year. I think the Dogs have a good run home as well. So they should be clear enough. I don't think they'll be in the reckoning so for this seven, won't eight, really nine. be a factor. It's not a huge game, but just in case the dog, because the dogs are bipolar. So just in case they slip up a couple more times, I'm happy for Sydney to win. Melbourne, Brisbane at the G. It's see that's probably out of our division, our weight division as well. But for the sake of it, probably Brisbane. Do you want to laugh why? Because just in case we finish eighth. And just in case we win that first final, we should be able to get Melbourne in the semi. You're a joke. <laughs> Rather than going to Brisbane for the game. You're gathering. a complete joke. You are a well, joke. Well, this is how LFC, we're always thinking, hey, Come we're a progressive, on, we're a progressive on, organization. Jesus, we're worrying about a potential no, no, semi-final no, matchup in a round 18 no, game. No, I don't think this game's too relevant for our LFC end. Uh, Collingwood Fremantle at the G. Well, let's put the final nail in Fremantle so we can say Collingwood for LFC's sake. Suns, Saints. This is an interesting one. This is an interesting one. Is this the first match of the round which is really LFC Yeah, this relevant? is a big one. I think for the sake of LFC, we want the Gold Coast to win. Just to bring St. Kilda down a bit. Yeah, because... Well, true. If someone's going to fall out, it probably is going to be the and Saints. We, and if St. Kilda's going to fall out, they probably need to lose two of Gold Coast, Richmond, and Carlton. We can obviously control one of those games. Mm. I'd like the other one to be taken care of under the tutelage of Stephen King on the Gold Coast. <laughs> uh, Carlton, Port Adelaide. Who LFC needs Carlton. You reckon? Not yep. Port? Uh, next game, Geelong... Essendon. Very interesting one as well. These two teams are going to follow a very similar path in the run home. I think we want the Cats to win. On the condition that we know Essendon don't have that half a game like us and Geelong have. Mm. Because if Geelong are a game ahead of us, but quite a bit of percentage ahead of us. So I'm happy for Essendon to drop this. Uh, Adelaide GWS. Another beauty. I think this is tough. I think we want the Giants. Yeah. Surely. We do. But the Giants could be there. North Hawthorne. Well, this is a monster LFC game. Yeah, no, not for us. <laughs> We've... Where, where? No. And uh, West Coast Richmond. Big Eagles fans. That's all for this week's show, Bolt. We've gone well over time, but that was always going to happen with the famous return of LFC. Uh... I think that's all. Yes. Our segment, which was uh, born last week, the One-Armed Bandits. We got sent a few things on I saw. Twitter. I saw. So, the One-Armed Bandits will be back next week. There were none this week, which is oh, crazy good. The pressure couldn't have been any better. So, they answered, they answered the criticism and uh, the One-Armed Bandits. Well, we hope that it's never back, but it might be. We hope it's not, though. If I made LFC... <laughs> like a genuine like you should make an LFC Twitter account no no because that's weird <laughs> if I made it like if I made it like a genuine listed company on the AA, on on the stock market would people invest is that what you're going to ask or could we become a shirt sponsor for Carlton imagine LFC <laughs> on the front of the shirt how good would that be maybe you'll have to start selling LFC merch <laughs> if you'd buy an LFC t-shirt do you have 
people are going to think we've like we've preempted this. We're not making LFC. No, no, no. We're definitely not. We're definitely not. Do you have a manufacturer that could work in clothing? Yes. We'll work on this over the summer if we make the finals. There will be some LFC... You can become an inaugural member of LFC merch if we make the eight. Who's going to buy a t-shirt that says LFC on it? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? It's going to have a little ladder thing as well. Um, no one's going to buy an LFC t-shirt. Okay, then I lose money. That's fine. Um, Bolt, thank you. No worries. Next week, we'll be back much quicker. This week, you were in Perth. You yeah, only got back no, last night. A bit of Perth jet lag as well. Yeah. How was Perth? Um, it, was, it was okay. I can't say it's, you know, like a rock and rolling city. Yeah. But um, I, no, I, I don't mind going. I like going there. It's a very good football experience there. There's not. Yep. It was raining on Saturday night, so there wasn't much else to do. Watch a bit of the cricket. Watch a bit of the cricket. Um. Oh, obviously the other games are footy on, but the footy finishes early there. Like the Saturday yes. night games start at 5.30 in the afternoon. Mm, true. So you're done quick. Thank you, Bolt. We'll be back next week. No stress. You can end it. Hopefully a big Carlton win at Marvel. Go Blues. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old Dark Blues.